Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Get Up. Coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Chase. Pat McAfee is going to pop in and talk to us from the Rose Bowl in this hour. But we start this hour with the upset of the day. It was the Cards and the Eagles, and it was a bird fight that went away no one thought it would. Kyler Murray walks in, rocking the Sid the Kid jersey. We all know that Sid the Kid was tearing it up when I was out there in Pittsburgh. Two friends meeting in the middle of the field. Here, friends. Dan, Kyler Murray's going to try to hit the post corner, but he throws it to Sidney Brown and watch this return. Yeah, certainly miscommunication offensive here for Arizona. This offense for Philadelphia got off to a slow start, so the defense, Sidney Brown, get the pick six to give them a two-score lead. Well, at this point, though, going forward, we're going to see the Arizona Cardinals make a comeback. And here's what Kyler Murray can do for you. He makes a play in the backfield, and then he's going to hit James Conner for the one hand. This is who he is. This this is vintage Kyler, just making unbelievable plays, and then the touch throw to James Conner. Great catch by James Conner to follow that ball into his one hand. Jalen Hurts is about to give us anything you can do, I can do better. He escapes out of the pocket to the right, finding Dallas Goddard for six. Yeah, really good job of threatening the line of scrimmage and then finding Dallas Goddard at the last possible moment. The Philadelphia Eagles are beat up on the back end, and Michael Wilson takes advantage of Keely Rigo here for a touchdown. Well, it seems like they've been beat up on the back end for the whole season because in man coverage, they can't win. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you're excited that Avante Maddox is back, but we see Greg Dortch with the press out and also the run after catch. Too easy. That's the name of the game right now against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. Maddox, first game back. We'll see how he responds. Catch, throw, yards after the catch, and then the finish for Arizona's offense. Rex, you know, you look at this Arizona team, it was about physicality. And now we're going to see that Jalen Hurts has to resort to a Hail Mary in hopes of beating a team that they should have blown off the field. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, look how many guys go up for it. No one. Nobody. Just one guy from the Cardinals goes up for it. I mean, come on, man. They bullied the bully. That's what happened. The Cardinals bullied the bully. A couple of weeks ago, after the Seattle Seahawks lost, Jalen Hurts says, he feels like this team wasn't committed. Mm. And you guys yeah. talking about that Hail Mary, no one selling out, no one trying to get the football. When you look at this team that was 10-1 and one at one point, yeah. seemed to be back on a destination toward the Super Bowl, how did they get here, though, Rex? Well, I think they played the whole season this way. And they were, they were a, a bad 10-1 and one team. They, they could have lost several of those sure. games. Now, and we gave them a pass because they had the championship medal. They found ways to win. But this team, and I've said it from jump, they lack the knockout punch. Mm -hmm. They don't do it. They don't bury teams they're supposed to. They're way up in that game. you got to bury them with your, you know, winning at the line of scrimmage with that great offensive line and pounding the football. And where the hell is the defense, man? Man. Like, when is the last time the Philadelphia Eagles were ranked 31st in the National Football League? This defense is, I mean, and I look at it this way. As a coach, the first thing I look at, look at 31st in the yeah. league, points per game, 31st. Bottom at everything, down. Rex. They stink. They stink. And here's what I look at. Do the players stink or are they playing 
Like, are, are they playing bad? Are they are the players bad or are they playing bad? Yeah. Well, we know they're damn sure playing bad. Right. And I don't see anybody attacking the line. I don't see anybody getting knocking back up front. I don't see anybody getting off blocks and being committed to making tackles. A hundred and and what was it? One hundred and six yards were before contact. Right. They gave up two hundred some yards rushing right. to the Arizona Cardinals. Like, this is unbelievable. And it but can't thought, happen in your building. You know what? You, you've watched this team. No, no. The Arizona Cardinals will bludgeon you in the run. James Conner is an absolute war daddy. Oh. But also in watching this team, remember a few weeks ago, it was about yards after the catch, whether yeah. it was Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. also some of the things we saw from the Dallas Cowboys. And I thought that that Matt Patricia move was to get a team to play with effort, yeah. was to get a team to play with physicality. But none of those things have changed, Dan. When you look at this defense, not only from an effort standpoint, but from an X's and O's standpoint, what are you seeing? If it doesn't get better, they're going to be one and done in the playoffs. That's the worst loss, both stakes and opponent-wise, in 20 years for Philadelphia. They're too soft on third down schematically. No one got off blocks. Their interior, their offensive line got pushed around. You don't think other teams are going to do that in the playoffs? This is third and five. Both corners are eight yards off. This is pitch and catch for an offense. I'm calling a quick out at the bottom of the screen. This is routes on air. We call that ROA, routes on air. Catch throw. No corner challenge that throw. We're going to get pressure off the slot. Blankenship's got to drop down. This is catch on catch and throw. ROA routes on air. Kyler Murray's going to catch the snap, throw the ball to the first down marker. No contest when it comes to the defense. Easy first down. That, that was the story. I felt like I was watching the Green Bay Packers defense, which is something we talked about for three yeah. years right now. Schematically so soft. Watch the interior of this defensive line. You tell me don't miss a player like Hargrave. I'm staring at their numbers, the defensive tackles. Yeah. I can read their numbers from the sideline. That's not good defensively. The interior of that defensive line that was supposed to be a strength for this unit. Again, this is another hole. Now I can read the, in, the, the numbers of my offensive linemen because they have turned the defense so much. And then Rex kind of intimated this. Someone's got to get off a block. Yeah. They, they don't have guys right now that are getting off blocks. Count them right now. One-on-one losses, you can't get off the block. 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 This is the story of this defense right now. And we have one week left. Philadelphia's in the playoffs. Hey, I missed both, by the way. They gave up 116 uh, rushing yards <laughs> before contact, what defense and 105 in- afterwards. Yeah. What defense in the NFC playoffs right now do we have less faith in? None. Maybe Green Bay if they, if they win and get in next week. But I, I, I think for, none, for, RC. None, none that are in the playoffs right now. Not one team. They look like a juggernaut. Not one team that is clinched <coughs> looks like the Philadelphia Eagles. But the problem is this. It's not just the defense. Don't get me wrong. The defense is bad. Yeah. The defense hasn't played at the level we saw them play last sure. year. But we're also watching a quarterback and the offense not execute like we saw it either. RC, they ran 26 plays after halftime on offense. One went to A.J. Brown. Yeah. That's if absurd. You, what? That's absurd. But, they, but think I about know. it. They had made that change since about week three of the season. And they, were, they understood how much he needed the football, how he could win against double teams. Go, go to their final possession when they get down in the red zone. It's first and 15. They go quarterback run. It's second and 15. They go quarterback run. It gets to third and 20. They call timeout, and they throw a perimeter screen. <laughs> so in the final three plays – of a game that if you win, you got a chance to win your division and stay claim to the number two seed. The ball doesn't go to Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, 
or DeAndre Swift. Yeah. But you're looking, you're looking at a team with zero identity. So with that being said, Rex, how does it get fixed? Well, I mean, first off, the identity last year was they were bullies. Yeah. The head coach is a bully. Mm-hmm. That's why I like him. You know what I mean? Nick Sirianni. But, I mean, are you the only bully? Mm-hmm. Like that offense? I don't know line. if it can get bully? fixed. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know if it can get fixed. I, I, it has to get fixed. This defense, man, and here's the thing. Attack the damn line of scrimmage. Yep. That They are not doing anything like that. I don't know who the hell's linebackers are coaching linebackers, but they – this is garbage, You know what's man. weird, too? Like, I, and I don't remember seeing this before the change at defensive coordinator. I'm seeing Hassan Reddick drop back in coverage yeah. Yeah, way was, too often. Which, yeah, which he, was, he was the one guy doing what he did last year. Yeah. He was the one dude getting pressure. Hassan Reddick was the one dude wreaking some sort of havoc in the backfield. This team has gotten soft. And I said it the first time I said it, people looked at me like, don't call people soft. I'm not talking about the individuals. Right. I'm talking about the way that they play defense. Rex, is it that much to do with the coordinator that this team on both sides of the football doesn't even resemble the team that played in the Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. And, and that's what happens when you shop at uh, Kmart. Yep. You know, go get a guy with no experience. Can't get him off Melway, Rex. Stuff. Like, give me a break. They should have gone out and tried to get me. I get it. All right, that probably wasn't going to happen, but I damn sure, I mean, get somebody and, and get somebody that, you, the head coach, man, are you, are you that big of a bully? Then get a bully that's, that's with you, yep. you know, that'll go back in in Philly and represent the damn community. You got somebody soft as hell, soft as Charmin. That's think, how this defense is playing. Think about it, right? Now, so if Tampa Bay wins next week, they're in. They would win the division, and I think Philadelphia would have to go on the road and play in Tampa. Yeah. And, Baker, and, and Mike it, it would Chris be Godwin. right. It would be very hard to pick the Philadelphia Eagles over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, much. even with watching them play the way they did against the New Orleans Saints. Listen, yeah, week seventeen, cool. fellas, it's in the books though. So we're gonna hand out some Sunday superlatives. Dan, what was the most impressive performance to you last night in Jordan Love in a, in a must-win game to keep their playoff hopes alive? And now Green Bay next week plays Chicago, and if they win, they're in. Some of the throws that this young man's making are unbelievable. The fadeaway touchdown, this on the bunch to Jordan Reed, Jaden Reed, excuse me, just become a very, very good player. In the last two months, this dude's tape is an absolute heater. And there's not a ton of quarterbacks playing a lot better football right now than Jordan Love. Rex, biggest surprise. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Yeah, Rex! Are you kidding me? They had 468 yards. No lie. They ran the ball down their throat with both backs. They, they dehydrated Najee Harris. So the <laughs> other one came in, and he got dehydrated. I don't know who the hell was running, but it was unreal, the ass whipping they put on the and, and Mason Rudolph should have been starting the whole year. Mason Rudolph's the best quarterback <laughs> on that team, which makes that a problem. Man. Hey, guys, here's my favorite moment of the entire day. Kyron Williams, who is an absolute stud in his second year for the Los Angeles Rams, he gets a big score here. Wide receivers blocked out of their mind. We've already seen him run, find his mom on the front row, and give her footballs after he scores touchdowns. Now, I don't know what this dude thought or who he thought his mom was, but he is trying to strip his mother. And she said, nah, bro, you're going to give me that. And you see her face, too. She's like, try me again. Try me again. I love the fact that mom said that's my football even more so Yo, than it's Kyron. Wait, th- th- so she didn't know that guy? No, she didn't know no. that dude. He had on a Giants jersey. He like he didn't get beat up. They played like, hey, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Mom. He got it ripped away from 
from her mother and all that type of stuff. That's how the Giants played all season. Just get the ball taken away from you. That's exactly who the Giants are. Hey, guys, coming up, Baltimore got another win. And it wasn't just a win. It was a resigning stump out of the Miami Dolphins. It's also Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or can anyone stop Action Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Nope. Also, too, we have the final four coming up tonight. We'll go live to the Rose Bowl with Pat McAfee straight ahead. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. It is time to run the hurry up. The Ravens defeat the Dolphins to secure, secure the top seed in the AFC. Dan, should we just pencil this team into the Super Bowl right now? Unless they play a bad game, but I, you could pen Lamar in for MVP. But you got to catch this team in, in a bad performance. That's the only way that teams have beaten them this year, Indy and Pittsburgh and Cleveland. This offense is dynamic. They got plenty of people. This offensive line is probably the most underspoken about unit in all of the NFL, the protection and the play-action pass for this offense is absolutely spectacular. 
This defense is tremendous. It's the deepest roster in football, it seems like way right now. Them in San Francisco, for sure. And this football team is top to bottom, the best in the NFL. Yeah, I look at it this way, RC. I mean, you've got the league MVP, for sure. Yep. Certainly. It's a lock. All right, with, with Lamar Jackson. By the way, Rex, that's his, th- th- if he wins it, it'll be his second. And I think he's 26. Right. No one has won two by the age of 26. Right. So, so can we stop questioning him then Someone as a player? Like at Someone some point, will. can we stop? Oh, yeah. Someone's going to. Are we getting our money's worth? <laughs> Remember that one? It's too early. <laughs> what? Are you out of here? We always get our money's worth with Lamar Jackson. But here's the scary thing. If you're trying to beat this team in the playoffs, that's not their best unit. Their best unit is yeah. their defense. Yeah. Their defense is going to do something, all right, that hasn't been uh, been done since the merger, 1970. That's to lead the league in sacks, takeaways, and points allowed. Mm. All right, and I know my team never did because so I got beat by one freaking sack. We also <laughs> led it in total defense in 06. That's another story. But anyway, that's how good this defense is. And the only way we that team got beat in the playoffs was we, we turned it over five times. Right. That's the only way this team's going to get beat. What, what I loved yesterday, though, was watching the Miami Dolphins and seeing Mike McDonald defensively figure them out. He was a dude. He played single high. He played too high. Then he brought the blitz. He also had some simulated pressure. He said he wasn't going to let the Miami Dolphins dictate to him hey, like hey, we've seen them that. do the entire season. Dan, when you broke down the film, yeah. what was most impressive to you? The preparation. That's kind of what I started to smile when you started talking about Mike McDonald because you can see how prepared they were versus and for the the certain looks from Miami, the depth of the defenders. So watch this group. So this second, that's the second level of defense lined up at the 45. When Tua goes to throw the ball, they're basically at the 49, the 50, the other 48. That's how they can drop with eyes on and then bat the ball down. Again, these second level defenders and the depth that they get and the way that they communicate, they start at basically midfield here. Look how deep these guys get. Now, why does that matter? Because then two has got to throw up over those guys. And when that happens, instead of taking a check down, that ball sails and it gets to that third level, which is that deepest secondary. And then I love the hesitation that they force to watch to it. That's a that that hesitation right there. Roquan Smith is like, gotcha. I'm no longer listening to anything but where you're going to go with the football. And just watching, we know that Tua and that Miami Dolphins offense loves to throw those second window throws, those deep crossers, right? That watching the, I guess, the focus of how deep they wanted to get was so impressive. When they play zone defense, they force quarterbacks to play at a passer rating of 69, Mm -hmm. okay, 69%. Bryce Young has the worst passer rating in the NFL, so basically, when Baltimore plays zone defense, they take your quarterback and make him the worst quarterback in the what, NFL. What's, what's Bryce Young's? Uh, 77. 77. So think about that. When you're playing against the, the Baltimore Ravens, you are the worst quarterback in the league. When they, when they, play, they play zone, zone defense. No matter who you are. Yep. And I think that's what's been great about what they've been able to do because we also know they're a team that can go man as well. Rex, the Bills – Beat the, uh, the Bills beat the Patriots this week, right? right? But they still haven't clinched a playoff spot. They have to go to Miami and win that game to get in, or they're not in at all. Do you trust this team to get that win? I mean, not all the way, RC, so I hate to give it a little gray area, but what we've seen the last two weeks, Adam, I trust Josh Allen. He's, a, he's a, you know, like my favorite player in the National Football League. I trust him, but do you really trust the rest of them? And, and to me, look, 
what what defense, you know, what offense shows up outside of Josh Allen? Yeah. Does James Cook show up? When if he does, yes. Okay, that defense should make it more difficult on Tua. We saw it the last time they played. So yes, I think they'll. I think they can get it done. But I'm not overly confident. So we were in the place where we were riding a Buffalo Bills high after yeah. Joe Brady took over as the offensive coordinator. Sure. And think about where we were after they beat the Dallas Cowboys, even though Josh Allen only threw for seven completions. We thought to ourselves, okay, this is the team. This team can make noise. This team is the one you don't want to play if they sneak into the playoffs. After the last two weeks, Dan, you still feel that way? I do, just because I know what they're capable of. This team notoriously plays up or plays down. Now, let, let me say this, R.C., one, going to yesterday's game against New England. Two things. One, Josh did not throw the ball well. He had some good throws over the middle of the field to like Khalil Shakir and some of their play action, the Dalton Kincaid, but he didn't throw the ball well. They also couldn't protect him. They had some just close misses. Again, some nice balls down the field. Thinking Katie just missed step on a big post. They couldn't protect him well. And, and um, he had some misses. I don't. This is an interception. He's taking a shot downfield. Yeah. First down, so I think that's a little bit of an overly aggressive throw that's not third down sometimes. Third down shots, I don't mind. Um, but so that, that's it, to yesterday. It felt like he had got out of some of these things right. for three weeks or so. It felt like Josh had sort of transcended these mistakes Agreed. and became a dude that could be patient, make the plays yeah. when he needed to. What do you think has been sort of the regression? Um, so against Los Angeles, their offense just couldn't get into rhythm. And then obviously the Dallas game was the one-off. Yeah. Yesterday, they credit New England defensively. They're a very good unit. Again, I thought Josh yeah. had some misses, uncharacteristic misses. Yeah. I want to go to this weekend, though. I think the way that they beat Miami is Dalton Kincaid has to have a massive game. And then, listen, Steph Diggs has got to have a big game in a slot. He, he just has. He hasn't in like two months. Mm -hmm. They've had some near misses in the slot. He, if I, I think if Dalton Kincaid and Stephon Diggs have 170 yards of offense, Buffalo wins that game. I don't think they can if, without it. If, if, if I'm the Miami Dolphins, please. I'm never. I'm not sitting Jalen Ramsey at the Thank right you. corner for the entire Thank game. You're moving if, him. I'm Thank moving you. him. He's a guy that's played inside. He's a guy that we've seen move all around the field. He's traveled before. He's been the permanent star in Los Angeles. If you just keep him in a, in a way where he can get one target per game, you're not getting your money's worth. A scheme, That's right? And point. a scheme and a system can keep you from scoring points. Players score points themselves mm. defensively. The Ed Reeds, the Ray Lewises, those guys, you have to put them in position to make plays. Oh, please, RC, you hit it on the head. Because right now, look, uh, Diggs will have 170 yards himself if you don't he put He did Jaylen the first Rams time on Kato I guarantee you. And so to me, Absolutely. I got the, one of maybe the best corner on the planet. Yeah. Let him travel with him, mm -hmm. and now you got a chance to compete. The thing that's bad about this, a Vic Fangio's uh, system is great when you have 11 good players. Mm -hmm. Losing guys. Now you lost your two pass rushers, and if Howard doesn't play, you guys got a major problem. But one thing I wouldn't do is leave my best player sitting over there where everybody knows he's at. Yep. No way in hell. Yeah. The Chiefs found a way to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, but they only score one offensive touchdown. Sure. Dan, do you have enough belief in Patrick Mahomes in this offense that they can go on the road for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' tenure yep. and get a win? If they play the way that they did yesterday, I do. Yesterday was the first time in what feels like, feels like a long time that they did not finally beat themselves. Rasheed Rice has become the focal point of this offense. 
and the way that they ran the football with Pacheco, I was very encouraged. They didn't have some of those self-inflicted wounds that have plagued this football team offensively for the past two months. Run the ball well, give the ball to Rasheed Rice. If they were a little bit better on third down, this game would have been an absolute blowout. They scored on seven drives yesterday. Now, a lot of times field goals, that's the most all season. I said last week, they're close. This is the first game in a while that they kind of put it all together. I think we we pump our our brakes on them just because they're against the 31st-ranked defense in the league. So that might have contributed to the success of Rice and Pacheco. Well, listen, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, it was a way to get a win, but it's still not what we're used to seeing from them. Sure. And when we come back, we're going to figure out why Meek Mill and Kevin Hart are absolutely downtrodden in Philly and how exactly do their Philadelphia Eagles fix things and can they do it quickly enough? Plus, y'all, it's the game of the night, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the Michigan Wolverines. And so Pat McAfee joins us live from the Rose Bowl coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. How do you lose to the Cardinals? Eagles were up 21-6 to at halftime. We could have been better, been more efficient. Just really taking advantage of our opportunities. This has been defensive ineptitude. Side into the end zone, one-handed catch for a touchdown. He's to the goal line. And across for the go-ahead touchdown. He lets it go, and it is intercepted, and the game is over. No, we still have everything in front of us to learn from everything that's going on as a team, and it's something we got to grow from. What seemed like a foregone conclusion weeks ago that the Philadelphia Eagles would win the NFC East has now changed. The Dallas Cowboys just need a win on Sunday to clinch the NFC East and the two seed. That would set them up to potentially face the Packers in the wild card round as all Green Bay needs to do to clinch the spot is get a win against Chicago. When you look at this right now and you think about this playoff picture, it's so different from what it looked like weeks ago. The Philadelphia Eagles were leading. The San Francisco 49ers were trying to rebound from not having Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. And we were wondering if the Dallas Cowboys could even beat a good team. Mm -hmm. When you see where the Eagles have fallen, what stands out most to you? How unreliable the offense has become. You know, go, so go to the offseason. They, they lost Hargrave. There were some moves that were signed as free agents. We knew that there was going to be new paces, mainly the Georgia yeah. guys that they all drafted. Yeah. We thought that this defense was going to take some time. Right. 
we did not think that this offense was going to look this way. And, and my issue with it, RC, is this. Like, I've heard this from everybody in Philadelphia, both people within the organization, on the team, and their fans. Well, they're still good. You guys were not expected to be good. Exactly. You were expected to be a great offense. Again, we right. thought this defense would have moments where they would struggle, but we knew this. We thought this offensive line would be dominant. We thought Jalen would take another big step. Yeah. A.J. Brown would be one of the most dominant wide receivers in football. This but, but, Dan, but, Dan, the question is, though, a few weeks back, we were seeing those things. We saw A.J. Brown take that next step and become one of those top-tier, top, tier, top but that's fives. It number ones, but we never saw the run game progress. We didn't see any creativity <laughs> Jalen in the wasn't using the legs as much. That's the thing. But we, we counted that to an injury. What is it that Brian Johnson can do, especially this late in the season, to make that any different in the playoffs? You said earlier that this team could be one and done. Absolutely. That's nowhere near what we thought in this offseason. Even with the new pieces, we were all saying to ourselves that Howie Roseman did a great job revamping this roster. Yeah. And here we sit thinking maybe they aren't as good as we built them up to be. Okay, so what can Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, do? I don't think schematically they're going to change. We, we've been talking about this for the better part two months and nothing schematically has changed can the offensive line start to impose their will on people more consistently I think they're capable of it they just haven't done it they have to create more yards after the catch they get very little yards after the catch everything pass game wise is like a stop route or an out route to the outside there's very little easy for Jalen Hurts specifically on first down I would I've said this, I would like to see Jalen under center more a little bit. I'd like to see a little bit more play action. So those are two things. I think n number three, they have to have a significantly better plan for when teams blitz them. When teams blitz them, they're bad. They're bad on offense. It's not that they're not good. They're bad. And so, if Rex, you're a defensive coordinator. You're in the playoffs. I'll spin it again to if they have to go on the road to Tampa Bay. You don't think Todd Bowles is going to blitz their face off? Of course. Yeah. Blitz their face off. Of course she is. So, yeah. so, so, and, so but, Rex, but on their the other problem, their biggest problem, though, is the, the other side of the ball. That yep. defense is 31st in the league in points allowed in damn near every other category. That's their problem. Jalen Carter comes in to replace Hargrave. Yeah. He's only, like, the best defensive tackle I've seen in the draft coming out in years. The problem is their scheme and, and who they hired on defense. Well, we'll get to watch some guys tonight that will be coming out in the draft next year. The college football playoff semifinals are today on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Number one, Michigan takes on number four, Alabama in the Rose Bowl at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific, and then the number two Washington Huskies take on the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. And we are joined now by Pat McAfee, the host of the Pat McAfee Show, and one of the livest members of College Game Day. Welcome, brother. <laughs> Boys, it is an honor to be joining you here from the granddaddy of them all. I want to let you know, we went through seven checkpoints to get in here this morning. There will be the safest bowl game of all time here at Pasadena. And obviously, the grass looks phenomenal. The sun hasn't risen just yet. But when it does, we got cotton candy peeking its head over this stadium. They say it's the greatest view of all time. And then tonight, it's already starting right there. It's already starting out there. And then today... We have an opportunity to find out whose legacy and tradition of their college run is going to end with a national championship game. It's a beautiful time to be alive. You boys have been crushing it. And Rex, thanks for burying those refs yesterday. Your passion was a beautiful thing to watch from everywhere. <laughs> hey, well, you know, Pat, we you know, have a tendency to, 
tick a few people off, which I don't mind, but I just tell the truth, and McAfee knows it and things like that. But the biggest problem I had with that, Pat, was how, how do the hell – they're blaming the players. All the players did was everything they were asked yeah. to do. That's the biggest issue I have, man. Yeah, Rex, I'm on your side here. I yeah. think, oh, I know. you know, the ref issue and obviously the set there, Ryan Clark, you're doing a fantastic job, not only on this, but inside the NFL on CW on Tuesday and also the pivot. Dan Orslovsky, obviously Orslovsky. you crush everything yeah. you do. And Rex, <laughs> I love everything you're about. The amount of NFL years that are on that set over there is in abundance. And I think we all understand that since the beginning of time, we need full-time refs. Okay? I don't know yep, what yeah. we're doing. We got trillions of dollars. Why not make this thing a full-time operation? In the off-season, Rex, they can practice. Look at that. They can do trust falls together. They can even have a team that isn't like in, and then if somebody sucks and messes up like Brad <laughs> Allen did, pull them out. Pull somebody back in there, Rex. This is fixable. I don't know why Raj doesn't want to do it. So we need more of you ticking people <laughs> off, Rex, with those beautiful teeth. Hey, they are beautiful. Hey, listen, they are glistening over here. Pat, when you think about trillions of dollars you know who else has trillion trillions of dollars two of these teams that play tonight in the Rose Bowl Alabama and Michigan when you look at this matchup what do you think the key will be for one of these teams to move on to the championship so I think we all kind of understand that whenever a team is getting bombarded with negativity, they have a bunker mentality and they respond. What this Michigan team has done all season has been phenomenal. From the first couple weeks, whenever Harbaugh was suspended for a hamburger to the end of the thing, whenever we all learned about Connor Stallions being a rogue agent, he was out for three straight weeks and they didn't announce the suspension until after he'd already flown to Penn State, to Happy Valley, which if anybody's ever been there, you got to drive another hour and a half once you land. So they made it as miserable as possible for this Michigan team. And all they've done this entire time is be mature, go to work, and stay locked in. Had Adam Schefter on the show the other day, and he said that when he went and visited this Michigan team in training camp, they said, hey, there's like 18 NFL guys on this team. Now, maybe not in the top 10, maybe not in the top 15, even though J.J. McCarthy's name is kind of working his way up there. They got a lot of talent, a lot of skill, and a mentally tough squad that has been kind of badgered all year because of everything that has happened. Then you look at Alabama. They were ruled out. They lose to Texas at home early in the year. We had a chance to be down there. We did a field pass, which we'll also be doing today for the Rose Bowl. It's the dumbest life of all time. And as soon as they lose that game, everybody goes, well, Saban's lost it. This is Kirby Smart's SEC. This Jalen Milrow kid stinks. Then next week, they go down to USF. He doesn't even play. Two other quarterbacks play, and they look awful. Then Jalen Milrow gets back in. I think he only attempted like six passes in that next game. He and Tommy Reese have developed and grown throughout the year. They're playing their best ball right now. Isaiah Bond, agent 0017, is phenomenal. Burton, phenomenal. They got a great offensive line. They have a great defense. And I think they've only gotten better and better as the year goes on. And with FSU, now you lose by 60. Uh, <laughs> that, is a, that is a tough thing that's going to happen. But FSU has been talking about how Alabama doesn't deserve to be in this college football playoff. Nick Saban, who's a little bit taller than Mickey Mouse, much shorter than Jim Harbaugh, is the greatest football college football coach of all time because Jeez. of things like that. And he's drawn from that. So I think you've got a lot of motivated kids that are going to be playing out here in the Rose Bowl. And I think we've got a good one, Ryan. I genuinely do. You know, you talk about getting suspended or having to sit out games for hamburgers. We also had one of the most tearful post-game press conferences by interim head coach. 
Jim Harbaugh now has an opportunity to make things right. He could go out and win this championship, starting with this game against Alabama. How important do you think that is for Jim Harbaugh to finish this thing off? We all love Shefty. You know, we all love Shefty. He's a Michigan man. He has all the ins and outs. He journals every day of his life. So a little bit weird, obviously, but you got to do that to be the insider that he is. He basically said this past week that Jim Harbaugh went back to Michigan on a mission to restore greatness to his alma mater. Now, does he feel like that mission is done with three straight college football playoffs, with this group getting back, with everything they've been through this year? I think a lot of his future and what he decides to do depends upon the success that this Michigan team has in this college football playoff. Now, obviously, last year, the TCU game. The year before that, they lose bad. What does he signify as success in restoring greatness to Michigan? I think is the big conversation about what his future looks like. But I love Jim Harbaugh. We had him on college game day yesterday. He was fantastic. Laughing at jokes, cracking jokes, talking about his dad. Made some obscure metaphor that was hilarious and made perfect sense. The guy coaches ball. The guy can get the best out of his players at all times. And I think this is a massive one for him and his mission to restore greatness to the victors up there in Michigan. <laughs> hey, Pat, bro, you are one of a kind. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you in 20 minutes on College Game Day. Tear it up, brother. I'd rather see you in a tank top, but I know you got to be a little professional and it's slightly cold. Oh, I see it. I, love it. I see it. Pat the belt, Pat McAfee. Yeah, championship Pat belt buckle here for the granddaddy of them all. I slept in a hotel from 1914 the last three days. Haven't had any air conditioning, but damn, it is an honor to be out here at the Rose Bowl. Thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate you all so much. You guys are uh, killing it. Out My man, thank you. We're going to do something real soon that we have never done before. I'm going to explain my tweet, but Dan and Rex are going to read them. And before we leave, we have a little sneaky himbo for Rex. What is the most common matchup in the history of the Rose Bowl? Look at you. All right, now we are back on Get Up, and it is time for Sneaky Himbo. Rex, what is the most common matchup in Rose Bowl history? All right, well, I'm not exactly a college football guru, but I know it's a, you know, Pac-10, Big Ten issue. So in the Pac, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to take USC. I think that's a given. So now it comes down to the Big Ten. And what, what do you think? I'm going to say Red Grange in Illinois? No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Red it, Grange. So it's going to be either Ohio State yeah. or Michigan. Yeah. And I know for a fact you that. You got it. But no, I don't because if he's gonna, it's a 50-50 shot. But Sneaky Himbo, you would think that he knows, well, Michigan obviously would be the one that would be on your mind right now. Right, because they're there. Because they're, they're there and all that. He's way too sneaky for it. Ohio State. Did he get it? Did he get it? Did he get it? Did he get it? Oh! oh! That is sneaky. God, he was that too is sneaky, sneaky for me. He was too sneaky. I was, he knew I was going to use the sneaky. Hey, what he thought was Rex. He was like, Rex is too smart oh. to go with the obvious. He was too sneaky. He knew you'd overthink it. Nice job. Go ahead, Hembo. Get, get it off, Hembo. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah! I 
It is a new year. Timbo is undefeated in the new year. Dan. Can you play for the Eagles? Hey, hold up. I never reported. You didn't report. You didn't report. It doesn't count. It does not count. It does not count. Dan, we put yeah, the flag, man. NFL question. <laughs> Dan, we watched Lamar Jackson basically lock up yeah. the MVP yesterday. He threw for five touchdowns. He was just dishing the football out and getting it anywhere he wanted to. Yeah. Also, moving in the pocket and manipulating it exactly how we've seen him do throughout the last few weeks. What did you like most about Lamar's performance? Ball placement and then Todd Munkin, his play caller coming over. So this is going to be the Isaiah Likely touchdown. So a couple things to point out. Miami is going to bring pressure from off the ball. Both that defender and that defender are going to blitz. This is going to be man coverage on the back end. Likely he's going to have this crosser, and he's going to be covered by that safety coming down. Okay, so I love the fact that Lamar catches this snap with patience, understanding, okay, I got to hold it just for a little bit. I'm not hot, but I'm warm. I got to hold it for a little bit to try to get that ball to Likely. Now watch how the bottom of the screen that this corner is going to follow the shallow cross by Aguilar to free up the space. Lamar Jackson's going to confirm that, get that ball to Likely. It's a perfect throw, yep. and then he does the yards after the catch. But there's two things on the reverse angle that everyone needs to pay attention to. Remember I told you, pay attention bottom of the screen that the shallow cross is going to happen. Now when that off the ball pressure comes, I love what Lamar does. He peeks to the right right now, okay? He is peeking right here to see number 33. He wants to make sure that that corner is actually going to follow in man coverage on that shallow cross. The athleticism to make this throw is special, okay? Lamar is going to climb the pocket because this tackle is just a little bit late to get out to that blitzer, okay? This is what makes Lamar, I think, one of the very few and rare athletes in the NFL. You talk about climb the pocket. He's going to throw that ball. No legs. feet are <laughs> off the ground. He is getting tackled, essentially, or at least a leg wrapped by that defender. Number one thing that should happen, an accurate throw. A bad ball. This defender trailing on the shallow cross is in great position right now. Okay? Look at the type of throw that Lamar is going to make. Again, the ability to make that throw athletically is everything. Here comes that defender. His feet are up in the air. Now, that guy right now oh. is going to undercut that throw, okay? If he makes a good throw, this ball's picked. Yeah. Pick six. If he makes a good throw, because of that, look where this throw ends up. That yeah. is unique yeah. talent to athletically get basically tackled, but also make a perfect ball placement yeah. throw to likely for a one-handed catch and touchdown. That play is the definition of I'm going to make – Something out of nothing, yep. essentially, and why Lamar is this year's NFL then, MVP. You said throughout the game there are eight plays where Lamar makes something out of nothing, 100%. and that was one. That's great coverage. That's a great call by Vic Fangio. He's getting hit in the pocket and throws the football in the only place it could be to be caught, Ball which please. is why Isaiah likely had to catch the football Amen. with one hand. Hey, guys, so now we normally get to explain your tweets, and Greeny is here, and he's reading, and he's saying, brah, and he's saying all these different things. But today, Dan and Rex are going to read the tweets, and we're going to do an abbreviated version of explain your tweet. I'm up first with Najee Harris, right? Yes. So, all right, give me the tweet. Don't do him like that, Najee. <laughs> Kick him out the club. <laughs> you told them no white sneakers or tall tees, but they insisted. So, out the club you go. Najee Harris was running the football like Pittsburgh Steelers running backs are supposed to run. If you come up here with them tall tees and them white sneakers, you are not 
getting in the club. You know what they used to do back at LSU for extra money? They were bouncers. I used to see this every single weekend. If you come over here in your FUBU and your Sean John, you ain't getting it. <laughs> the talk. Hey, it's my turn. My the turn talk. on the tweet. All right. Justin Fields is going to be a good dang quarterback for someone next year. Playing good dang ball down the stretch. Somebody has a hard decision to make. Me and Dan have talked about this a long time. No doubt. Right? That Justin Fields had to make this a hard decision for the general manager, Ryan Poles. Well, he absolutely has with the way that he's been running the football. Some of the ball placement has been absolutely magnificent. And people aren't paying attention because they aren't paying attention to the Chicago Bears. Coming out of college, I thought he should have been the next pick after Trevor Lawrence. And he's showing you with that talent. Either the Chicago Bears are going to be smart and keep him yeah. or there's going to be a team like the Atlanta Falcons who are playing quarterback shuffle with two bad quarterbacks that are going to make the right decision and have a playoff caliber team next year. And they got to see up close and personal yesterday yep. Justin Fields in the performance that he had. Okay, so last one. Man, Arizona's Michael Carter hit Eli Ricks with the Euro step <laughs> that freaking James Harden would have been proud of in his most traveling or most of his traveling of his days he would have done a split if he didn't throw both feet in the same direction trip homeboy first off Dan reads the tweets too good I don't want him to actually read them like me but Michael Carter hit Eli Ricks with the ooh ooh he hit him with the euro step and when Eli Ricks missed the tackle he would have did a split but he said I'm gonna throw both my feet at him and hopefully I'll clip him y'all remember them days when James Harden used to hit him with the step back and then wait on him, wiggle the shoulders and shoot. Ooh. Michael Carter could have done all of that. This was indicative of the Philadelphia Eagles defense oh, the man. entire day. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm, okay, I'm no one. Gonna okay, Dan. Yeah, before so. before you leave, we have time for a joke. Oh, I'm not. Do you ready. have it ready? I'm not ready for a joke right now. Dan doesn't have it ready. Y'all didn't prepare me. Dan, do you don't come. Break. You don't come ready with a joke. No, but uh, all right. So I'm gonna hit you with my my son. My son's 12 years old. He just turned 12 two okay. days ago. Hunter. Hit me with this joke the other day. We're walking down the street, and he goes, Dad. I said, what? He goes, your mom is so fat that when she stepped on a scale, they said, we asked for your weight, not your phone number. (laughs) (laughs) I actually actually like that one. Guys, ESPN Bet is the – I have to read the promo. ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN. For exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities, sign up for the ESPN Bet app. Download the app and sign up today. What a place. Guys, College Game Day is live from the Rose Bowl, and it is coming up next. We got Reese, Dez, Pat, Corso, and Herbie. They cover every angle of the college football playoff. And up next on ESPN2, me, Rex, and Dan, we will be debating on first take. Or maybe we'll agree about a lot of stuff. Will the Eagles be one and done in the playoffs? We'll discuss at the top of the hour. It's a busy day of bowl games here on ESPN, and here are the first two. Wisconsin takes on my LSU Tigers in the Relia Quest Bowl at noon Eastern on ESPN2, and on ABC at 1 Eastern, number 17, Iowa, takes on number 21, Tennessee, in the Cheez-Its Citrus. College. 
College text on ES text on E and first and first text on ESP on ESP. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, think think for Greeny will be back tomorrow for the biggest show of the year.